Welcome to the Sassy Chic Geek Experience, where we get the conversation popping about what it means to lead with authenticity while exploring our inner sassy chic geek to do amazing things for ourselves, as a collective, and for society. I'm your host, Sharice Liggins. Let's get it popping. In this week's episode, we are taking a journey to Sastopia to get it popping with Kaylinda, owner of Diversity Cafe. And that's Diversity-E-A because we like to sip the tea, baby. We will learn how she has been managing her restaurant during this pandemic and learn her tips for leadership during crisis mode. Hmm. So for those of you who are not familiar, Sastopia is this magical place where our sassy chic geek characters dare to live their best lives. Sastopia, I like to say, it is also the place that we can go personally to imagine the impossible. It's our own playground for innovation and bringing new ideas to life. That's right. Now, let's learn Kaylinda's vital sass. Vital sassistics are profiles of our sassy chic geek characters and how they dare to show up to be sassy, live chic, and think geek. Let's get it popping. Kaylinda makes delectable treats that she enjoys serving to her community, family, and friends. Her motivation? Sharing some of the flavors of her Dominican heritage with the world. Kaylinda uses her sassy powers to whip up tasty food that tell the story of her culture, her people, and celebrates the diversity of her community. Kaylinda's secret to sass? Her ability to lead authentically by showing empathy towards others. And like all of our sassy chic geek characters, Kaylinda has her own daily affirmation that she says to herself to help her get it popping in the sassy sheets. A. I am a human and speak honestly about the things that I see. I sometimes spill, but always sip diversity. Hey, that's right. She be sipping that tea. So Kaylinda grew up in the boogie down Bronx, but moved to Sastopia when she finished culinary school. Um, she wanted to work at a five-star restaurant run by the renowned chef Laser. He is the VP of culinary experiences at the Sastopia Hotel. Um, Sastopia Hotel is like this boutique luxury hotel in downtown Sastopia. Yeah, we got luxury in Sastopia. I'm telling you, Sastopia is where it's at. You don't even know. Kaylinda thought that she would work there for a few years and then move to like a place like New York City, maybe Los Angeles, you know, or maybe even travel the world and and share her culinary delights 
for all the world to experience, but she certainly didn't think that she would be living in Sastopia for the long run. But she fell in love with the vibes of Sastopia. I mean, anybody that gets to know a little something about Sastopia, that gets to, you know, dip your foot into Sastopia, even if it's for a minute, psh, you just you just don't even know. It's just it's just an amazing place. So when an opportunity arose for her to open up her own restaurant, at first she was like, who, me, a restaurant? I'm too young. Um, You know, she didn't really know that much about the restaurant business or really running a business. She just knew how to make good food. But she actually received a lot of encouragement from Lazer. So Chef Lazer was like, listen, boo, you got what it takes. You know, you're a rising star and I think you should you should hop up on this opportunity. So once she got excited about the idea of having a restaurant and, you know, she got a lot of help from the city of Sastopia and other programs for small businesses. She was really excited about being able to put her own spin on some of her favorite dishes. As a proud Dominicana, she really wanted to fuse the flavors of her childhood with other cultural dishes that she had experienced as she has you know, not only lived in Sastopia and worked for this amazing chef, but in her own travels across the country and across the world, um, she really felt like she could fuse together some really interesting flavors. And that's why she decided to name her restaurant Diversity Cafe, really to pay homage to the fact that she has had so many diverse experiences that really shaped her own life and really just added a lot of flavor. Flavor. The cafe has been open for the past three years and they were really getting into their groove. You know, she had a a loyal customer base and people were always filling up the restaurant on weekends and she had a bustling lunch crowd In fact, they were doing so well that Kaylinda was even seriously exploring the purchase of a food truck to take Diversity Cafe to these sassy streets. She thought it would be great to have a presence at uh, local festivals, events. She wanted to even, you know, maybe do catering and she even wanted to traveled to other parts of the tri-state region, and she felt like having a mobile food experience was the way to go. But then the pandemic hit, and it turned things upside down. Upside down and inside out. I'm about to show all you folks what it's all about. (laughs) Now I'm dating myself, but you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say it. Whoop, there it is. Hit me. Like the rest of the world that is dealing with this cray-cray pandemic, Kaylinda and her team have been on a roller coaster ride of uncertainty, just trying to keep the doors of her business open. You know, in Sastopia, like in other parts of the country, restaurants were deemed an essential business, but 
they were only able to open for takeout orders, you know, especially in the first few months of the pandemic. Diversity Cafe usually is a poppin' hot spot um, in Sastopia because they have live bands, live entertainment. Uh, they have a lot of events going on during weeknights and on the weekends. And so they didn't really have a big takeout menu. Most people stayed there and ate. So transitioning to delivery only was definitely an uphill battle. I mean, how do you go from being a sit-down restaurant where you make food that is intended to be eaten in that moment to creating a menu, you know, where the food can travel? You know, that is, that's definitely a really hard pivot to make. Um, you know, she didn't really know if she would even be able to keep her 20 employees on staff. As with so many other restaurants, Kaylinda's team is like her familia. And she had to figure out a way to keep them all while also trying to keep the doors open. That's really challenging. I think so many businesses had to figure that out. And a lot of them, unfortunately, had to lay people off because that was the only way that they can manage the expenses when, you know, their sales dropped so significantly. There were several strategies that Kaylinda implemented over the past six months that helped her and her team weather the storm. First, she decided to have an all-staff meeting to map out what they were confronted with and what they could realistically do. She also applied to all of the emergency relief programs available. And, you know, she had a staff of 20. And so she was like, well, not everyone's going to be doing what they used to. So she had some of them helping out with finding the different programs and helping to actually apply for the programs or, or work with her accountant to provide the information that they needed. She also made sure, even though she, even though it wasn't mandated at the time, she made sure that she purchased as much protective equipment that she could find. She even had some of her staff members volunteering to make masks. <laughs> That's what we saw initially because those masks were hard to find. Now, oh my goodness, every Every business and luxury brand is making masks. I can't even freaking believe it. Not, and I often wonder, what are we going to do with all of these masks once we no longer have to wear them? She worked with her team to come up with some easy meals to go. Um, and so that really meant they had to scale back on some of their fancy Instagram-worthy dishes and just create some quick, easy meals that people can kind of grab and go. Even though Kaylinda had an active social media presence, she worked with her team to really step it up and to really just make sure that she was communicating with her customers and letting them know what was available, posting daily menu items, posting hours when they change, just really trying to be engaged on social media as much as possible. Um, special promotions that they were running and things like that. She also created signage and instructions 
uh, pretty early on to help not only her staff, but customers adhere to social distancing guidance from the uh, CDC, the Centers for Disease Control. She also eventually decided to create meal prep kits for family night. So, you know, a lot of people didn't necessarily want to always buy takeout. Um, and she thought it might be good to create like a meal prep kit so that they wouldn't have to worry about figuring out all the ingredients. So like Taco Tuesdays and things like that, they could just grab all of the food items adequately measured out and just bring it home and put it all together. And so that ended up being a really big hit for her. She also worked with suppliers of alcohol. So at the time, they couldn't serve alcohol, not even to go. And so she decided to um, work with her alcohol, her beverage suppliers, to see if they could provide her with hand sanitizers and other essential goods. So like some of the bakeries that she used for bread, like she had them just, you know, selling loaves of their fresh baked bread instead of using them for uh, dishes that she used to create because she knew, first of all, bread, people were in a crazy bread mode and there wasn't enough flour for some reason. I don't don't even get that whole thing. Um, And so she wanted to make sure that if people needed certain essential goods, she could get them um, for her customers you know, and also help the suppliers that she's working with keep their doors open. But when they were able to open the door for open their doors for outdoor and indoor dining, um, she decided not to do that because she just felt like the safety of her customers and her employees were of utmost importance. And she just didn't feel like taking that risk, although other restaurants did and and were able to make it work. She just wasn't comfortable with that. And, you know, she also decided to donate meals to essential workers and to uh, vulnerable communities that were having a hard time because they lost their jobs or, you know, they just didn't have enough money because maybe their hours got reduced. And she felt like it was really important to give back. The most important thing that she had to force herself to do though during this time was rest. I know that's something that is hard for people to wrap their heads around. We're in a stressful time. We're still in a very stressful time, but it really is important to kind of take a step back, to take those moments, to take care and to rest. And she felt like that was the one thing that she needed to do to make sure that she was able to get back out there every day and just get back on the horse and to continue to work through the impacts and the disruptions of this pandemic. Kaylinda is so grateful to have a team that could work with her to weather the storm. She is also grateful to her loyal and new customers that really showed up and came through to support her small business. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's so important. And, you know, especially since, you know, she's so she's also so grateful because she knows that this is not the reality for others. And so she tries to pay it forward by sharing what she learned with other businesses. 
because she feels like it's never too late for businesses to try something new, for businesses that are still able to remain open. And here she kind of outlines some of the things that she suggests people do to be able to lead through this crisis or any other major disruption. She outlines six things for people to do to lead through a major crisis or business disruption. First is to find out the facts. (laughs) I mean, you know, with this pandemic in particular, there was just a lot of information, a lot of bad information that was put out there. And so she says that it's very important that before you do anything to take the time to find out what is really going on. Secondly, she says to remain in constant communication with your core customers and employees and keeping them up to date on what's happening with your business, what your hours are. She said that that it went a long way in making people feel like they knew how to either support the business or to show up and work. Reassess priorities is the third thing that she suggests people think about. We're in the middle of a pandemic (laughs) and maybe people are not looking for these fancy gourmet meals. I mean, maybe they are. I know there definitely were times where I wish that I could have a nice sit down meal somewhere, but reassess priorities. What are the most important things that we need to be focusing on? And for her, it was really honing in on making sure that she can keep her employees working, making sure that she was providing something useful to people. So providing meals, whether it's for her paying customers or whether it was donating food to the people that really needed it. You know, she really wanted to make sure that those were her priorities. The fourth thing was really around making tough decisions. While she didn't have to lay off employees, she feels like there are lots of businesses that have to really think about their finances and whether it makes sense to keep people on or even in terms of what they're offering. People are used to certain businesses having certain services or products available, but, you know, times they are different and she really needed to reprioritize and try to just sort of focus on the basics of what her restaurant could offer to people, but still make it tasty and good, of course. The fifth thing that she suggested that she suggests is to be a resource for others. She says that, you know, she really had to reach out to some of her fellow peers, including Chef Lazer, you know, to get his advice since he's he's not new to this. He's been around had to deal with major situations and crises. And so she reached out to him and, you know, other people in her network to get help. You know, she even reached out to the city of Sastopia to see what they were doing to help their small businesses. And she got a lot of information from them. And then lastly, she feels like you have to take care of yourself In her mind, she believes that you have to be able to first take care of yourself and make sure that you have what you need before going out there and showing up for other people. And so she really does emphasize the importance of making space for yourself. 
you know, it's mid-September, almost the end of September. The weather is starting to get cooler. And, you know, there's concern that there's going to be a surge in cases because of the onset of the flu season, that it's just going to be like a double whammy. And so I don't know, you know, do you think that people will get tired of going out to eat because it's getting cold and they don't want to order food uh, or support the cafe or maybe things are starting to get more challenging for them? Do you think that she'll ever get a food truck when things return to normal? I mean, these are things that are all up in the air. And do you think that she'll be able to keep her staff through this winter season? You know, there'll they'll be a vaccine, but not everyone is that excited to take it. And so we'll be well into 2021 still living a life where we cannot uh, be outside without wearing masks or be outside safely, interact with others, be close to others. So I'd be curious to hear your thoughts about Kaylinda and what the road ahead looks like for her, what you think the road looks like for her. And, you know, let's keep this conversation popping and tell me what you think about what's going on in Sastopia in these sassy streets, because it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, you know, we try to do it with as much sass as possible, but it's still a lot going on. So let me know what you think. Let us know, you know, go on to Instagram, go on to our blog, go on to Facebook at Sassy Sheet Geek. We'll be posting about this episode. And so we'd love to hear what you think. All right. Well, this popping Sassy Sheet Geek is out. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the Sassy Sheet Geek experience, Get it poppin' at sassysheetgeek.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Sassy Sheet Geek. See you soon!